Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, also the Five Reasons YouTube channel. If you're watching us there, make sure you hit like and subscribe. Also check out fivereasonsports.com, spell that one out, and check out our great sponsors. That includes our friend Arash. You can find him at mortgagebyarash.com. That's mortgagebyarash.com. There it is. You can find him there. And here's what you can get there. You get competitive rates, down payment options as low as 3%. Fast closings. We know these days you got a piece of property that you're trying to buy. You want to get in there quickly. Most in less than 20 days. Credit scores starting at 620. First-time homeowner uh, programs are available. And also borrower assistance programs are available to help with the down payment and closing costs. So reach out to our guy, Arash, big Miami Heat fan as well. Mortgagebyarash.com. The phone number is 954 954- 601-3708. Again, that's 954-601-3708. Based right here in Sunrise, Florida. Not too far from the Eastern Conference champion, Florida Panthers. And now, today's episode. Down to this gang. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, ran bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. I feel like we need to update that. Brady's here with us also. Here's today's floor plan. We got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. We got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305 and at various other podcasts around the country. No Greg Sylvander today, so one of us has to embody his spirit because... He's not going to be happy with us. Uh, he sent a text message. What was it? Uh, I'm, I'm going to take a look at it. This came in a little bit earlier. Um, don't he do was a really, gutless episode. Yeah, don't do a gutless episode. He warned us here. Don't do not do a gutless episode. He couldn't make this particular episode. We're recording this on a Friday evening. Uh, so maybe that'll be the title of this. But then, I, then, look, we say don't do a gutless episode. So we let Alex put the Chiron here at the bottom of the YouTube channel. And his title is, Will the, Will the Heat End Up on the Wrong Side of History? So I just want to be clear to Greg and everybody else, Alex is gutless. But so, oh, are the rest of, so, so are the rest of you, because I did this poll prior to, what was it, uh, game five, okay? Or after the loss in game four, when a 3-0 lead became a 3-1 lead, the level of concern about the Miami Heat. Most people were unconcerned. They were even annoyed at me for even suggesting that they could be concerned. Today was a little different. Uh, I did an emoji poll. Thanks to our friends over at Smarty Pants Marketing. Check them out at smartypantsmarketing.com. Three alarm fire, 26%. Two alarm fire, 36%. That's 62% of you. This is a lot of people, too. This is more than 2,500 votes. 62% of you are seriously panicked at this stage. One alarm fire, eh, things are okay. We'll figure it out in the third quarter. 26% and 12% of you are fine. They think this is all going to be fine. Uh, we talked about this after the game. And again, the Celtics winning the last game by 13. Although it was much worse than that. Uh, much more, A lot of cosmetic stuff in that fourth quarter. But we talked about it afterwards about the idea of it's sort of the order the games have been won to a certain degree here that has Heat fans feeling a certain way. And it's also the way that the Heat have played for pretty much the last five and a half quarters. Uh, pretty much since the middle of the third quarter on, they have not, since that nine point lead, they have not played well. 
And there's also the precedent and the history and the fact that Alex Rodriguez and Derek Jeter were actually at the last Miami Heat home game probably doesn't help this because they were on the wrong side of that 2004 series against the Boston Red Sox, where they led 3-0 and also led by a run in the ninth inning, and then Dave Roberts stole a base. The game went to uh, extra innings, and that was the start of a four-game comeback for the Red Sox, who at the time were the only uh, baseball team to do that on the way to their first World Series. Um, I'll just put it this this way, and, and just before we get into the specifics of this and where this is going and why this is being framed in such a negative context by Alex and others, he's the gutless one, uh, I will ask you first, Brady. What would you have voted on this poll? Three alarms, two alarms, one alarm, or eh, it's okay. I would definitely vote one alarm just because you can't be asleep. Like, you put the sleeping emoji. You can't be asleep right now. Miami better not be asleep tomorrow night. Like, that cannot be the the, uh, goal here. But I don't know if I'm two alarms yet. I'm probably two to three alarms if they lose in the next one. But that's when the series is even. That's when you need to really start to worry they just have to take care of home court. And I don't think you can be overly panicked at three alarms and uh, all of that stuff right now. Uh, so shout out to Greg. We are not gutless over here. Uh, we'll probably be a lot more gutless <laughs> tomorrow after the game. If there's a certain, if we're still heading into Monday, but for now I'm definitely one alone. Well, I, I had the guts to book a plane to Denver, which I'm going to be blamed for if this, uh, this doesn't work out the right way. Alex, three alarms, two alarms, one alarm or sleep. Okay, look, so I'm going to tell you what I voted, and then I'll give you my real answer. I, you know, by the way, shout out to you for including the sponsor in your all emoji poll. Yeah, no problem. Awesome content work by you. (laughs) Just (laughs) including the emojis as a way to, uh, you know, come up with content for five on the floor. Just incredible stuff. I can really I mean, I'm on my game if the Heat aren't, Alex. Man, I can learn a lot. Doesn't affect me. Playoff, Ethan. Great poll. And my answer in the poll just kind of, tongue-in-cheek was the, the snooze emoji <laughs> just because I have faith that this team is not going to lose and end up on the wrong side of history, even though I kind of framed it that way here on the YouTube video for anybody watching. Um, I just thought it was a juicy title. I, I don't think the Heat are going to end up on the wrong side of history, but what I like, it's time to get real because the Celtics have clearly figured out some things, right? And there, there are things that are controllable and other things where the Celtics have figured out. You know, a, a series goes along and they start to, you know, we talked about some of the stuff last night. They, they're not biting on your face as much when it comes to Jimmy. Maybe they're not sending as much aggressive help. It's more timely help when guys are making a move. You know, Bam Adebayo, they're really just, again, waiting for him to make a move and then swiping. Like, they kind of figured out the Heat Stars tendencies. And they're going to have to find a way around it because the offense has been bad. You know, and the Celtics finally, you know, they were due and they just got two straight very good shooting nights. They were due after the way they shot in games one through three. And then the worst part about it is with kind of them figuring out your tendencies, they have almost molded themselves in this series into what the Heat have been doing, right? With the with the turnovers and the constant aggressive swiping and all that. They and, and Spo was talking about it in his post game last night with the activity levels increasing. I think he was 100% spot on with that. Like, it's clearly an emphasis, you know, watching back a lot of that stuff with the Heat on offense, there's clearly an emphasis on swiping down at Bam, specifically once he gets into his move. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, you're going to have to find some creative ways around that because they already know what your favorite sets are. They already know what matchups you're seeking out and they're sending the appropriate help 
they have scouted you just like you've scouted them. So I think that's the stuff that they have to worry about, just getting, you know, enough out of your stars with the increased difficulty and increased crowds in the paint. Because it really is just the Celtics sending more timely help, I think. It's it's less panicky. They're very selective about it. And they just look more composed as a team on both sides of the ball. Like, they're defending the Heat better. And then on offense, they've kind of figured some of your coverages out, specifically when they're sending two. I think, like, they figured out the swing-swing and open three is going to be there. And, you know, Giancarlo mentioned this on Heatbeat, that they have somebody kind of right next to him so that the pass, once the, the two is there, when for, for, if it's Tatum, it's right there. And you can swing from there. They figured those little things out. The problem is they're beating you at your own game. And I know we talked about this last night, but how do you adjust to that? So, like, some of the stuff with the shooting, it's like maybe they don't hit 19 threes or whatever against the Heat in game six. But how do you adjust to the other stuff? How do you adjust to their adjustments? And I think... You know, obviously now is supposed time to shine. Well, first thing, Missoula at, at this point, I think, deserves some credit because he was getting killed uh, 3-0. And the fact that the team has come together to make this a series, it, it's a marker for him. I, I think I think he does deserve some credit here. And you're right. Spo now needs to prove why he's the best coach in the game. If that's what we're going to call him, this is a point, And we will in the second part of this episode, I think, get into some of the more specifics, <clears throat> excuse me, on the rotation and the lineups and what what it might look like, uh, whether Gabe plays or he doesn't play. And that's still in question right now. We don't know how the ankle is going to heal up by Saturday, although it didn't seem particularly encouraging the way he was talking about it before the prior game. But a couple of things just from a big picture context here. Uh, first thing, you mentioned this, Alex, and I just have to say this. I'm the least uh, knowledgeable as far as the strategy stuff on this and, and all that of the three of us. But I've been saying all year that Bam can't put the ball down. Like he does. Well, that's what happens and, in a series, right? Like they kind but, of figure but, you but out how, a little bit. How? But how? How is it? It took a team this long to figure it because th- this has been an irritate. Like this has been patently obvious with Bam the entire year that he does this. I'm surprised it's taken a team this long. Other teams have gotten to it a little bit, but to this degree, uh, it's taken a team this long. Because honestly, if I was an opponent, I would be swiping at him every single time. And uh, this he, is, he to brings the point. ball low every time. To your point about Joe Mazzula, and, and shout out to Cooper Moorhead, of course, always does elite work covering the Heat. Um, he pointed this out that just Mazzula has clearly, I think, made it an emphasis. And their profile as a team was not one who forces a lot of turnovers. Mm-hmm. The Celtics, like they were, I think, in the bottom five in opposing turnover percentage. So they kind of stay home and they treat their base defense. And they, they I think it has more to do with the respect of all of the, you know, defenders that they have there and like okay guard your yard we don't need to play too aggressive with the help you know it's kind of you know on the opposite side of what the heat do with their aggressive help sometimes over helping all of that and they to their credit to your point with joe Mazzula, you know he he made the right adjustment there it's like these these guys specifically bam it kind of prone to turnovers like you kind of figured out jalen brown right where it's like okay you know the ways that you can make him turn over the ball and in a in a similar way it's happening with Bam. And I think there's almost another parallel there with Jimmy and Tatum where it's like we're saying, you know, maybe don't send two so often at Tatum. Don't make it easy for him because he's able to make some of those easier reads. Um, and to a similar degree, in the beginning of the series, they were the Celtics were sending probably a little bit too much help to Jimmy and stopped sending, I think, the, the obvious expected doubles. And it's probably helped them out a little bit more. Like I think there are some parallels here with, you know, these teams' first and second best players and, and some of the things, some of the adjustments going on. 
Well, because Tibbs did went the other direction in his series. He just kept sending the double, sending the double, sending the double. He sent more doubles as the series went on. It, it, it wasn't working. Um, a couple more sort of big picture things here. First thing, here's the craziness of this to put this into a little bit of perspective. All right. Uh, this stat was put out, I think, by Legion Hoops today. The last three Eastern Conference finals between these teams, the Celtics won game five uh, by 13 points. The Heat won the pre- prior two game sixes. And then we're going to get into Jimmy here in a second. But Brady, could you give the numbers that you gave out today on Jimmy, who seems to be one of the worst game five playoff players in history, but then one of the best game six players for some reason? Yeah. So to your point, you said about the kind of losing by the same team, by the in the same game, by the same number of points. Uh, in the bubble, Jimmy had 17 points on five of 11 shooting in a loss, so only got up 11 shots. Last year, he had 13 points on four of 18 shooting, so a very inefficient game in game five. Uh, and then this game is 14 points on five of 10 shooting. Uh, so very similar games. The only difference is obviously last year's was at home. This one is on the road in TD garden when it happens. But other than that, there has not been much difference. And then I looked at kind of the, the following game, like what's been his performances in game six. Uh, we know about the one last year already, the 47, eight and six game in the, in the big one to kind of force a game seven. Uh, but in the bubble, he had 22 and eight in a win. I know that was a big bam game in that little closeout mm-hmm. in the bubble. Uh, but Jimmy played well. He played his role and and kind of played that way. And there was another win for them in that game six. And obviously this one's to be determined. So there's been a trend in, I guess, in all of these. Uh, but I don't think trends matter with these two teams as we've seen, because you, you look at neither team has played well at home. Uh, both teams, when they have wins, they kind of have these blowout wins where it just feels like the fourth quarter doesn't end up mattering. But there's just so many factors here. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I will say to kind of put a bow on what we were talking about before in terms of panic. The one thing I was going to say is the one thing you don't want from this team is the fact that I think the most important aspect of them is that they play loose. And we talk about their, their mental stability from the role players and the fact that they just always seem to just, they never tense up. They cannot play tight right now. They cannot be having the mindset of like, okay, this team's creeping up and to Alex's great title point, not ending up on the wrong side of history. It's like, you cannot have that mindset because if they start playing tight and not playing their same style, it's going to be obvious and it's, things could go south quick. So that's the one element of panic, in my opinion. But we cannot turn on them and say, we've had this conversation all playoffs about how mentally stable they've been, how great of a leader Jimmy Butler is, and the ways that they've been able to kind of move past that. And Eric Spolster has been able to put them in a position. I don't think you can jump off ship yet, but it's I think that's something to look for. You got to see their style and make sure they're playing loose and free. Well, it, it, it's a balance here because on one hand, they need to play loose. Uh but they can't play complacent and, and, you know, cause they, they can't think they're better than they are. So it, there is, they have to play desperate, but loose. That's a tough combination here to find. Um, they have found it at times during the playoffs, but it looks like it fell away the last two games. And honestly, it starts with Jimmy and Bam. And then you, you talk about Bam and Kyle with 10 turnovers in the last game, more than the entire Celtics team. That shouldn't be happening with two playoff season veterans. One guy who's been to an NBA finals, although he didn't get to play much in it. Uh, and another guy who has won an NBA championship. Like, that should not be happening at this stage. We do want to mention a sponsor, and then we're going to get to some of the rotation starter-type stuff. And then in the last part of this, uh, we'll try to put a bow on the entire thing as we look forward to tomorrow. We do want to mention our friends over at Water Cleanup. That was a mess in Boston yesterday. We'll see if Michael Robert and the team can get up there if you're watching on YouTube. That's what it looked like in TD Garden for the Heat. Uh, our friends at Water Cleanup of Florida have announced open enrollment in a new membership program. So if you don't want your place to look like it looks right now on YouTube where it's flooded and there's mold and all the rest of this stuff, you should sign up for their preventative program because we know that insurance claims typically do not cover damage due to lack of primary maintenance. 
leaking windows, doors, air handlers, and heavy rain seepage. Just a few examples of costly products that could have been avoided if the property was better maintained. So reach out to our guys, Michael and Robert. They're based right there in Boca Raton, but they service the entire area. You can find them at, that's the website if you're looking on YouTube, WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com. They're fully licensed. They handle everything for you, and they've got more than 70 five-star reviews on Google. So check them out. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, and again, that's WCUFL.com. And the phone number, the phone number here is 954-579-0356, 954-579-0356. And if you ever go to their warehouse uh, in Boca Raton, uh, very close to Yamato Road, it's basically a shrine to Udonis Haslam. Big Miami Heat fans up there. So maybe Udonis can help them clean up this mess. WCUFL.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's get to the starting lineup and rotation stuff here. We're going to do this parallel tracks, okay? Gabe Vincent starts. Let's just say that, okay? And I'm glad we did it before the game. We did a whole segment of what if Gabe doesn't play because that ended up a lot of that stuff ended up playing out. Gabe starts. I'll go with you first, Brady. What does the lineup look like? What should it look like? I I, I, f- I still feel like we had this discussion last night. It's Awood Heist with their Kayla Martin. I think at this stage, I think now is the time to make the adjustment. You're not sitting back and just letting Boston dictate everything. So it's one of the two. If Gabe even, even if Gabe starts, even if Gabe starts, you, you, you're taking Love out. You're right. taking Love out. And you're playing Highsmith or uh, or Martin. Okay. I think either way, I think you you have to go that route. And I think if it's Gabe, you probably lean Haywood Highsmith and just say, try to muck certain things up defensively. Because I think one of the most schematic important things I've seen from, from game five specifically, uh, to Alex's point, was the, the way they dealt with Tatum. Like it was kind of pretty obvious that the, the parallels to his point between Jimmy and Tatum were were dead on. Like it's it, we had this discussion of like, would you worry about everybody else or do you worry about their best player? And it seemed like Miami – uh, kept getting put in, the, in this trap of the the showing and recovering. And it was just one pass away, two passes away, mm-hmm. open three. And it was like, 
you cannot come out the gates again in this game uh, while the Celtics are just going to pull up Kevin Love into every action for Tatum and just say that this is going to be our offense. You have to be able to have some versatility, and I thought the things they did with Haywood Highsmith in terms of the switching in the zone was just really good and forced much better looks. So uh, I do think it's Haywood Highsmith, but I get your point because I know, Ethan, you said Caleb Martin before in this scenario because it, it, this is like all hands on deck. Like it's it really is. It's like this is this is the time. This is not time to be worrying about rotations. There is no rotation right now. Like it's just play your best players for as many minutes as you possibly can. So maybe to that point, it's Caleb Martin. But we've just seen him come in and just be kind of a refresher at so many points. So why? I think you got to let the offense run between Jimmy and and let react to that offensively, and then have Caleb still be that punch off the bench. Uh, and then ideally, the question I know that where you're going next, but you ideally want your your Kyle Caleb bench to stay intact and Duncan. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they've been so good, because we've seen every time they bring him into the starting lineup, like last night with Kyle, things go south. So I, I really do believe I think Awood Heisman should have been playing for a little while. But with that said, that means Caleb uh, or Kevin Love's kind of the backup five, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The the idea is just because he's backup five, I still think Bam's minutes need to go up. They need yeah. to to be at a high. You cannot be worrying about foul trouble. You cannot be worrying about any of that. Kevin Love could play kind of the spot minutes that Bam's out, but. Not for long. Like, Bam needs to be playing in that 40-minute range. All right, Alex, I'm going to give you the other question. Say Gabe doesn't play. What does it look like? Oh, man. Well, look, I, I agree with Brady as far as, you know, Caleb or Highsmith need to start whether or not Gabe is back. Not, and you really, really hope Gabe is back because you saw, you know, with this last game how much the offense is missed and, you know, just how many of those possessions – he was helping take up throughout a game, right? Even though he's not their first option or even second option, you know, he he was carrying a lot as far as um, the role players and the shot creation outside of Jimmy and Bam. So it's really tough. Like, you're going to need a lot more from Kyle. We said it before. I don't know who else you start other than Kyle at this point. Like, you can make maybe a case that Duncan could start and you start Duncan and one of Caleb or Highsmith. I think that could be a fun way for this to go just because, you know, that's one place where they have consistently found ways to generate offense. It's obviously just risky because you would have him out there with Max, but at the same time, you just have Max out there with Love. And I would say Duncan's been a more solid defender in this series than K Love has. Alex, let, let me ask you this one though: Could you, if you don't want, if you want to say, okay, Kyle, go back to the bench, run the bench, mm-hmm. okay? Could you start Caleb and Love? Uh, look, I I wasn't against that before. I actually mentioned that before the series started, but that was when I knew that they were going to do the two uh, the two big lineups. Mm-hmm. And since they've kind of moved away from that, I do think, you know, Love should not be a staple in that starting lineup. And it's not just to blame everything on him because the starters period, um, you know, the way they started off specific, uh, the game specifically, like it was – everything was bad. It wasn't just K-Love. Mm-hmm. But like what Brady was talking about there, the showing and recovering, it's constantly getting guys so far out of position. Like, we know that they concede threes and open threes to some of their lesser shooters. But – the amount of distance and time those guys had to set their feet and take the shot, like those are practice shots. And I've said before, like good indicators of um, how well the Heat's defense is performing is how much time is there before a closeout comes. Like if there's an open three, but it's the, the closeout is there, it's sharp, it's usually because their defense is on a string. Last night was the complete opposite. Like it's one thing to leave smart and Derek wide open, but those guys had like – three seconds to set their feet, think about the shot, do whatever they wanted, and then take the shot. Like, it was just that much time, and it wasn't all K-Love. Uh, K I, I just think there were breakdowns, and part of what they're doing with the showing and recovering, 
it's a lot to keep up with now because they've got four perimeter players out there and then a stretch five who you are worried about shooting. So it's a lot of ground for K-Love to cover. So I think bringing him off the bench and kind of putting him in Cody Zeller's role is the way for him to go in this series now. I think he can be uh, productive there as a spacer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like ever since the two big lineups stop, I think now you got to go back and like Brady was saying there, you play your best players. I could see the case for either one of Caleb or Highsmith. And, you know, we've talked about before him wanting to keep the bench rotations intact. And maybe that's the case for Highsmith and why he started in the second half. But to me, you play your best players. And Jimmy, Bam, and Caleb have kind of been your big three in this playoffs. You know, and I think Caleb is right there. I mean, excuse me, Gabe is right there. Um, you got to play your best players at this point. You know, uh, he was a starter for a long time. They already know how to work with each other. And if you're going to go zone with Love as the back of five because you're worried about it and Duncan is also coming off the bench, then I think Highsmith fits really well coming off the bench. So I probably lean Caleb as a starter, Highsmith off the bench. We see more of him, like Brady was talking about, less of Love and not only because of him, just more because I want to see Jimmy and Bam play 45 minutes. Yeah, I want to see them, you know, this type of game, what it, what was everything for it throughout the season, right? It, you know, all the minutes management and, all the missed games and all of that, like you've gotten to this point now where they know they cannot lose, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure they would have confidence going into Boston game seven, all of that. We know they're confident. We know they can win over there, but they have to treat this game like a game seven, which means you got to play your star players a shit ton of minutes. Excuse me. Sorry for the language. You got to go Tom Thibodeau mode for a game like this. So I'm, I'm there. Caleb Martin should start. I'm, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I, I, I like the Highsmith idea, but I, Look, if you're going to get Caleb to 40 minutes, then play him the first six, okay, of each half, all right, the first eight, and you go from there, and then you mix and match. I, I'm with you. This is, and we're going to get to this on the other side of the break, but he, he needs to start. And like you mentioned, their lineups with him as a starter were good this year. That was, and honestly, the rebounding numbers were better uh, at times with Caleb as a starter. And even the lineup with Lowry starting with him, we talked about it. They didn't get to it as much as they thought they would, but that was the opening day starting lineup. Go to the opening day starting lineup, especially if they're playing small. Like I, I don't. Th- th- then you, then you play Caleb. You put him in the starting lineup. And honestly, I would seriously look. Even if Lowry, even if Gabe does not play, I would seriously look at putting Caleb in the starting lineup with Love or even Highsmith. I don't think Kyle Lowry can start this game. I just don't. Caleb and Duncan is my is my sleeper pick. If Gabe well, that, that, game. That, that's an option too, but I don't think Lowry can start this game. I don't. I just I don't. I, his last four games have been atrocious, and then as as good as he was in the previous games, which gave him credit for, he's 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 at the unplayable stage right now, which is typically when he pops up and has a game like this. But he was he's been unplayable. Okay, over the last few games, I'm sorry, he just has been, uh, and we gave him credit for the good stuff, but it hasn't. Remember been what he did game six last year. I understand it. I understand it. I get it. He's he rose. That's what I'm saying. He could rise up for one, but he's not doing any of the things they need him to do in that role right now. So I think you, you, you have him available, but I don't know that I would start him. You cannot get off to a bad start in this game. Put Caleb Martin on the court regardless. That's the way that I view it. All right, I do want to mention one more sponsor and then we'll put a bow on this entire thing. Miami gaming parties, check them out at Miami gaming or gaming parties on Twitter or Instagram. If you've got an off day here, you know, between what well, we've had Panther and heat games pretty much every night, but we'll see if he can close this thing out. You'll have a few days graduation for everybody coming up. So your kid plays video games, right? All kids play video games, plan a plan, a gaming party for them. And it's a really cool concept. They bring everything for you. The games, the PS fives, 
or whatever console it is that you want. They got trophies. Just a great, great concept. A lot of fun for your kids. Or if you're a big kid, throw a party that way and even have some drinks with it. MiamiGamingParties.com. They will customize it to your location, to the type of game that you want, the type of console, and all that cool stuff. Check them out. Again, it's MiamiGamingParties.com. All right, we're going to do this one quickly here, okay? So I'll just ask. I mean, Alex, you kind of answered the question I, I, to a certain degree. Um, I mean, I, this is the season, right? I mean, this is it's, it's not just because it would be difficult to win a game seven on the road and very few teams do it. Reality is only three teams in history of the 150 have even taken a series that was 3-0 to a seventh game. So the Heat are already on the wrong side of history if they allow this to happen. Could you imagine the noise on a Monday morning, on a Monday morning, on Get the F Up, okay, or whatever the hell that show is, that they're going to be listening to all day. The only time that the, the network's going to talk about the Heat the entire time is calling them the biggest chokers in history. They're going to have to listen to that in Monday morning in their hotel room as they go from the what the shoot-around to the team meal back to the buses to go into that building to try to win a game. The odds against them winning that game. Boston will be favored by 17 points, okay? I, I, I do not... Uh, this is not a situation you want to put yourself into. And this is why I agree with Alex entirely on this. Okay. You, this is, you empty the tank in this game. You empty it. Okay. If you've got anything left for game seven, that's great. But just as I felt in game five, and I kept saying this on playback when we were on there last night, if this thing gets away, sit the guys, sit the guys, because this series is about game six. I feel the opposite in this game. Okay. You don't hold anything back. You play them, Jimmy, 43 minutes, bam. He can play 40 minutes. He's 25 years old. Caleb Martin, 40 minutes, okay? Gabe Vincent, if he's healthy enough to do it, should be in the mid-30s. You have to play everybody as much as you possibly can. Get your best players on the floor for as long as you can because this is the freaking season or it's history on the other side. We talked about the Heat making this season memorable. This is not what we meant. No. (laughs) This is not what we meant. Not like this. No. Okay. This is not how you want to remember this team. We want to remember the way that they rose up and proved everybody wrong and played with grit and poise and all of that stuff and played above their heads, not to be a footnote in history on the wrong side of it. I mean, the Yankees have hardly won a world series since 2004. It was so traumatic. And then the freaking New York Yankees. Okay. No, you have to win this game. That's what it's about for this team, for this coach. And I'm going to start here. Okay. And I'll let you guys make a pick here. Jimmy, it's a legacy game for Jimmy. It is. It's a legacy game on this postseason because it all gets wiped away if he plays poorly again. And I, Brady, your numbers, you know, speak to it. But uh, we want to call him a top five two-way player in the league, playoff Jimmy and all that stuff. We're going to replay. If he has 13 points here on, on four of 13 shooting, we're going to replay your clip where he says playoff Jimmy is not a thing, and we're going to nod our head. He has to come out with better energy uh, than he did in the last game. He, he can't play like a front runner in this game. He can't. Like he's he's not good as a front runner. He has to play like the guy from Tomball who nobody believed in, who you know ended up having to go to JUCO, who was who went to Marquette, didn't think he was going to make the pros, who ended up as the 30th pick of the draft, who didn't start a game as a rookie. That's who he has to be. Not $48 million a year, Jimmy, who everybody was calling the best player in the league about a week ago. No. That's the type of hunger that he needs to play with. And the smiling on the bench and the laughing, it's cute. It's cute when you think you're going to get one of these games. It's not going to be cute if they lose this game and have to go up to Boston, okay? 
So I don't know what has to happen here. I don't know if the Panthers all need to wear his jersey. I'm not sure, but they have to win this game. This Everybody switch seats. This is the season. We can switch seats or we can do whatever. So real quick, one word. Do they win, Alex? Yes. Brady? Yes. <laughs> that was less confident. I mean, I said I said game seven. I mean, I said heat in seven originally, but I didn't think it'd be like this. Like, this is a total <laughs> different scenario. I think they win tomorrow, though. I had heat in six originally, man. Everything is on track, baby. We are good <laughs> over here. I think they win. Yes. I think they win. Uh, which I know Either nobody you, wants. To I mean, man. Nobody, nobody wants me to say it, but I, I because I, I just look. I cannot see Jim, Bam and Kyle. I can't speak to. I don't know what Bam we're going to see right now. I really don't. I, I don't. I can't speak to it. I don't know. Kyle, like I said, he's kind of come to the unplayable point of this. The role guys, like the fact that I have more trust in Duncan Robinson right now than most of the other role guys, is kind of this season has fun, come full circle. Um, Cause you know, he's going to play loose. Like he just does like, that's what he does. Um, and I have tons of trust in Caleb in all circumstances at this point, you know, what you're going to get for him from him. Okay. But this is about Jimmy. It's a legacy game for Jimmy. I'm going to put trust in Jimmy one more time, Brady. And the only thing out of anything you said, the only thing I disagree with is when you said Jimmy playing 43 minutes, I think he's playing close to 48. I really do. Like that's <laughs> the point. And when you said legacy game, like I, I don't think he sits much. I, I think he could give him like two or three minutes at the end of the first quarter. Maybe. Um, or, or maybe he plays the second. whole first and sits the first three quarters of the second quarter. I think it's a 24-minute second half. I, I would agree with that. I think it's a 25-46, I think. Yeah, I think it's a 24-minute second half. And, look, we haven't heard about the ankle in a while, right? I, to me, that didn't look like an ankle problem. Maybe we've I, seen about the ankle, though. Right. But I, to me, it's it's there was a lot less posting on his IG story last night. So may, maybe He's this whole thing locked in. Come, come don't say are you trying to force a game seven with your jinxing powers so that we can have more content and higher stakes i've i've got a i've got a plane ticket already booked to denver that's non-refundable so i don't you know i could get the hotel oh, money back, but, not, but but not the other well you know what the good thing is i could just transfer it and go to vegas instead if the panthers are playing vegas in the, you know what that's what i'm gonna do frontier flies to vegas also that's All crazy right. i've solved my problem thanks to brady thanks to alex greg were we gutless Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.